folks. A very warm welcome to the TTM Monday Night Show, a course brought to you in association with LCC Oil. Um, it's good to have Kevin Kelly back on board this week. We've got rid of the other corner forward and slotted the, the good one back in again. And uh, we're delighted to have him on board tonight again. Noel tonight, of course. Noel, uh, very sadly, his uh, mother-in-law, Charles Muller, Noreen Moran, passed away uh, yesterday morning. And of course, our condolences to the Mulrayan and the McGinn family. And uh, we'd like to do, take a second, I suppose, just to acknowledge that and uh, pass on our commiserations to, to Carol and the McGinn family. Uh, but uh, we've replaced Noel tonight with a, a larger-than-life character. Mr. Sean Quinn, delighted to have you on board once again. Thank you, Damien. Kevin. Good morning, uh, it's a huge week of championship action as we build up to the uh, senior, junior, or senior intermediate and junior championships this year. And uh, before we start, we'll do a quick roundup of league action from the weekend. Kevin Kelly has been busy over the last wee while trying to pull notes together, and I'm sure it's all well locked in the head at this stage, Kevin. I wouldn't say that, Damien. It's about the only thing in my head, and there's definitely <laughs> no hair there. But, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the detail about what's in the rest of your head a wee bit later on. Um, but I say good, good to have you. Good to have you back on board tonight. Uh, we'll start off Division Three, of course, at the weekend. And uh, Bracha got their first win, Sean, on uh, Thursday evening, home or away win to Ergelkeen. Bracha weren't going so well there, but uh, they'll be delighted to be able to ahead of the championship this year. Of course, to get to get a win under the belt. Well, they needed a win. You know what I mean. And and, and to be honest, Ergelkeen be very formidable opposition from time to time. Last year they put us out of the championship. We played them in the league game on opening day last year and we hammered them. So you wouldn't know what you're getting there, but they don't seem to have the numbers that they had from previous years. But a couple of Donnellys wasn't playing. Brock was down a man and that started slow into the league and they'd be delighted to get the win, you know, because they certainly needed it. It's nothing like a win to galvanise And they definitely needed that. Yeah, an important win for them, Kevin. They're just ahead of the championship, they'll, they'll have... Uh you know, okay, the league doesn't really matter this year and obviously there's no relegation from Division 3, but still important to get some sort of momentum going ahead of the championship. It certainly is, Damien. People talk about, you know, some of the league, maybe this year more so, some clubs maybe not taking it seriously. I don't buy into that. At the end of the day, if you're going to championship football, you need to have some sort of momentum. And as Sean said there, I remember being that that much last year down in, in Dallas Moors, a clinking game. I think maybe a couple of decisions later on went, went against... Uh, Brock about that night, but um, uh, Brock are a good Brock are a good um, a good championship team, and always have been. And uh, you know, to get the two points um, is important for them because uh, there is a few teams at the minute maybe still waiting to break their duck. And um, you know, if the championship the championship game happens to go against you and you're not going well in the league, well, effectively that's the that's the season over, and we've only really been going five or six weeks. Yeah, certainly have. And two teams that have been going well in that section were, of course, were Drumquin and Orney. Um, more so Drumquin, they were unbeaten up until last weekend, but uh, Orney pipped them. That's the first first defeat for, for Drumquin. Uh, well, I Drumquin are a club. Sorry. Go on ahead, Kevin. Go on ahead. No, go on ahead, Sean. Go on ahead. I, I'd have thought, I had a fancy Drumquin in saying that. I only can go what I've seen of them last year. We had won. Seven on the bounce at the start of the year, and our, our sixth game was again Drumquin, again Drumquin, and they had us under the cuff of our collar. 
Uh, Stephen Gervin popped up from corner back with a goal and we punched them out for the next two or three points in the home will win. But they weren't that bad to say. They actually were shell shocked. So obviously they've improved from that. So, uh, you know, I was shocked at that result. And saying that, they were on a road. But only very, very, very difficult to beat. Only would have a mindset when they're, when they're back down in junior, you know, that they shouldn't be getting beat and shouldn't be in it. And I suppose you can call it what you want, swagger or whatever, but that would be the type of that game. Yeah, certainly have a wee bit of quality whenever it's needed as well. Castle Derg 3-11, Clannagale 16 points. A good win for Castle Derg, who remain unbeaten uh, in Division 3 as well. And uh, Kevin McChrystal, as we said last week, Kevin has got these guys on the road. He certainly has. I've been talking to Kevin there a few times, and he, you know, Kevin's somebody when he when he takes on to do something, it's hundred and ten percent nothing less. And he felt that you know at the, when he took on the job that there had to be you know a, a, a good squad of players in a, a place as big as Castle Derg, and he certainly has has got things. He's got a lot of um, a good backroom team around him as well, and he's leaving no stone unturned, and he's got all the stats, everything, and doing video work and everything and every match and that there and. Castle Derg are, are in a good position at the minute, and a place where they deserve to be because they, they have put the effort in. And, and uh, with Kevin at the helm there, um, could be could be dark horses in, in, in junior this year. Yeah, four games into the league at, at this stage, Kevin, just three to go. So it's uh, you know over the obviously over the halfway point of the season. Castle Derg sitting seven points from Quinn and six, Cookston and five, Ronnie and five. Of course, they, to both those teams with a game in hand. Tannagill probably well, out of it at this stage on three points. But uh, certainly, Castle Derg, Drumquin, we still fancy their chances of reaching the league final. Well, look, at the, at the end of the day, you know, both Castle Derg and Drumquin not taking anything away from them, both going well. But as Sean alluded to there, Orney probably um, have the mindset that, that they shouldn't be in junior football. Uh, Cookstown are probably, are, Cookstown, no doubt, are in the same boat. And uh, like the, the, those teams have to meet those two team, two teams yet. And um, ironically, as far as old Cookstown only played some of them are in eight game. Yeah, so, I, think, I think that game. Yeah, yeah that, that game was obviously a bant in the first day. That's on tomorrow yeah. night. So like, look at the, at the end of the day, it's like everything else. You, you beat, you try and beat the teams that you're ex, maybe expected to beat. But the, the league is going to be the side of the league placing. Final place is going to be the side on those head-to-heads, the Cookstrands against the Ornies, the Cookstrands against the Castle Dergs. Them's going to be the, the big games in that section. Yeah, so there's plenty to play for in those in Division one, uh, in Division 3, Group 1. Group 2, of course, Fintna, 10 points. Dermra, uh, one fifteen, a first win of the season for Dermra, away from home. And again, a bit like Rafa, they'd be delighted to get the win, uh, Sean. Well, funny enough, there would have been, and we, we go to Dermra, and, you know, last year... We played them on opening day in Braggabell. Got home by a couple of pints and they were very, very disappointed, you know, and they would have been expecting to beat Fintan. The Fintan didn't seem to be going. Killy Man went on opening day and beat Fintan. We played Killy Man last, last week in Braggabell. It ended up a scoreline at 3.16 to 3.12. There was obviously no blanket defences in Braggabell, but, you know, <laughs> we, 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 we were 7-8 up and with 3 to go, we were 2 down. And the game just sort of swung. Brought on a substitute that walked. He missed the first one. He bags the next one. Jason O'Neill bagged over the next pint, and all of a sudden we're away home and got home in the fourth by four to the clear. But I said a few Tilly Man people after it, you know, and you're always admire where have you been? We had went to Esker and opening day, the biggest two pints. We scored a goal later on. 
we have a, a ball beating Aeschylus Loss. A lot of times we've met them. It's a funny, funny section. Friday night's game with us. I was wild impressed with your dress, I have to say. Uh, we're coming on to that one right? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a yarn about that one in a, in a second or two Esker 110 Glenally 10 points a good bounce back effectively for Esker they'll be really looking to push on in Division 3 as well uh, Kevin we know they're a team mixed with you know a bit of experience we know Archie was back then a bit of football with them as well recently um, but a t- another team that, that we sat back last week they've sort of bounced back from it well at home this week that's the thing. Like if you take a look at junior football, it's not like maybe 20, 25 years ago when, when there's you know there's maybe the same 10, 11 teams in the in the division all the time. You take a look there, even Sean's bracket with it. The amount of teams that are sitting in Division Three at the minute that have won intermediate championships in recent times, like you know you go through your Eskers, you go through Brackaville, you know you've you've a real quality number of teams down there. Uh, Kilisha, you know you've a lot a lot of teams that uh, will maybe field. Only, only got beaten two or three intermediate championship finals. I'm very unlucky at times. Cookstown not only won their own intermediate, they won All Ireland and Ulster. So the the quality of the of the junior football this year, I would say that there's six or seven teams down there that have won intermediate championships or intermediate leagues in recent times, and um, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, that's why this year, particularly when there is only seven or eight league games, it's a race. It's a sprint rather than a marathon, and uh, any team has gone in now to the, the first round of championships still in contention. We've only got now three or four league games to go, so it's it makes for a very interesting um, end to the league campaign. Yeah, and Killing Man, of course, they not it feels like it's not that long ago since they actually won an intermediate That's championship right. at yeah. one stage, beat Murtown in a final, won seven uh, to ten points against uh, Derry Test. And there's just there seems to be a wee bit of a turn in in. Uh, Killing on at the minute. There seems to be a wee bit of more of a resurgence, and they're hanging in there and they're battling away. Sean, you're they're they're a team that's they're, they're making gradual improvement. Well, number one, them and Derry first geographically, they wouldn't be two miles from all, uh, and you know, a local derby certainly. One of them teams who could always go and beat the best in the division at any time at any given day. And you can go back the next week and say, actually, man, great result there. And always, always underestimate, and never underestimate them. Good enough, say, as I say, they played us last week. They come back with swords with three minutes to go, they were in front. They'll, they'll be disappointed, lost, lost. But I, I thought we actually were slightly better on the day. But one of them teams can go hit the ground running an opening day and win away from home. So, you know, they're formidable enough opposition at any time. Yeah, I know that about it. And of course, the team that. Everybody's watching in, in Group 2 as well. Kildress, big victory over yourselves. Well, a big big score in 316 to 1-9. Um, we talked about Aidan Dark being a bit of a juggernaut in Division 2. This Kildress team seemed to be going well in Division 3. Kildress were there early. They were using their 3G or 4G pits and they're doing a bit of warm-up. They're under, they're tutored by Roger Keenan and Tony Scullion. They had massive numbers for the reserve games, including ways like Frank McGoke and ways like that, who was a sub the week before in the senior team. They come out, they got the edge of us, they got a goal. It was 1-5 to 1-3, then we got the goal to go 1-5 to 1-3 behind. Maybe need the next score, and then they, 
they got the man behind the ball and defended, and then they broke out of defence. Unbelievable! They were very, very impressive. I thought, and Young McGuigan was excellent for them. But their whole team walked round the field. Now it left us on the back foot from early on. And when you're chasing the game and trying to get something out of it, and to dress, I'm taking nothing away from their victory. But they kept tapping on the score. They kept getting the score at the right time, and I was very impressed with them. To tell you the truth. Kevin, we know a lot about Matty McGuigan. He's a quality player and he's, there's no doubt he's going to feature in this year's scoring charts once again. Oh, no doubt. Look, Kildress are a, a, a good mixture of youth and experience and, and just we're on about intermediate championship winners. Of course, they beat Austin in the intermediate championship time in uh, 2011. Uh, so still, uh, Sean mentioned a few of those players still involved in the squad. And it's, it's always good to them type of players. Cookstown would have them as well. Leicester have them. It's always good to them two or three experienced men in the background just to, even that you know the young lads coming up that maybe would have looked over the wire for years watching them boys play and it's it's um it's good to have that bond and uh Kildress would be one of the teams again one of four or five teams in junior football there's nobody that could really pinpoint now and say it's going to win the championship or going to win the league i yeah. think the last couple of rounds in the league are going to be very very interesting especially when the when the head to heads at the top of the table all have to still come yeah, Kiltres uh, on eight points, Kalishal six, uh, sorry, Kalishal four, Eskra on six, of course. Um, so there's probably the winner of that group, probably at this stage, Eskra and Kildress, obviously, were eight, eight from eight, um, the favourites to progress there. But running on into Division Two now, of course, the games prepared on Friday night, all the games prepared on Friday night. Um, the first win for Greencastle in the league, um, Kevin, 113 to, one tw- or to 12 points over Murta. Yeah, um, I was talking to Sean Teague, delighted, like Sean, know him well, and very enthusiastic and passionate man, and, and um, a real, real good Greencastle club man. And we're delighted for him to get the result. Um, I know uh, Moor Town are over uh, two fellas there from, from Sean's club there, the two Stevies, um, have been going patchy enough probably at the start, but uh, Greencastle is never an easy place to get a result, Damien. And... Uh, I know even last year they pushed us to the pin of the collars in the semi-final of the championship. There was only a point in at the end. and I think Greencastle are, are, it'll be a nice head of steam. That's two points they've got and they're building up nicely towards the championship. And um, it'll definitely give them a, a, a major boost going into that, that championship. Yeah, I think the mains will start to focus on Greencastle over the next few weeks. Aidan Dark went up to Owen Rose. Um, Sean came away with a comfortable enough victory, 314 to 1-11. But uh, the big news coming out of Owen Rose this week, I suppose, is the loss of uh, Callum McShane for the rest of the season. Yeah, so it's going to be a massive blow to them. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a general consensus down here that Eden Dark have a very good shape, which they have. You know, very unlucky a couple of years ago, very unlucky a couple of years ago, didn't didn't make it to till, till the county final. And, uh, you know, Against Kalil in the semi final would have been disappointed to go down. And there's a general feeling around here that, you know, they're going to be potential intermediate champions and they seem to be going well and they're going good at the minute and they'll be angry to get back up again and hungry to get back up. So, big win for them on the road, I'd have to say. I guess probably Vinnie McCann giving you a ring there, Sean, to let you know you've won a ticket <laughs> in the night draw in Kalil Island. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you had your name in for one, had you? <laughs> Interesting there, Damien. Uh, Aidan Dirk uh, passed a hundred points barrier. Yes. At the weekend after four games, which is, you know, McCurry hit eleven points 
Niall Morgan, I think, was back playing a sweeper uh, role. Connor Mullen got, got a couple of goals again. Harry O'Connell's back. They hadn't got him last year. He's among the goals again. Mark McGrounds is back in goals and saved the penalty. So, um, as Sean said there, Aidan Dork uh, were very, very unlucky against Colleen a couple of years ago in the, in the, in the Senior Championship semi-final. I think only Niall Morgan, if I'm not mistaken, That's right. the black card. Yeah. And it was a big, a big turning point. But they will feel that they, they are a senior club as well. Um, but you know yourself, course, Kevin, you guys were there last year in terms of Galway. It's, it's difficult to keep the concentration going on all season whenever your expectations are high. And expectations are very high with us at Eden Darkey. There's no doubt, but I think that's why the league this year is so significant because you only have seven or eight games, eight games to play, Damien. And Whereas it's, it's, it's virtually nearly impossible to go through a, a whole league campaign unbeaten when you have 15 games. But when you have seven or eight, uh, you can definitely get a, a run of form. Like Aidan Dark are sitting there, as I say, scoring at will. The four games played. Um, this weekend, there's now a round of, of intermediate games on Friday night. If they win there, that's five. They're, they're, they're well on their way to the league title before the championship, um, before the championship kicks in. So... Um, they'll want to keep that momentum going, but there's other teams there too, and intermediate are, are going very well as well, Damien. And it's um, yeah, we're going to come to one of them now, Kevin. It's Churchtown 111, Rock 116, Rock sitting mm-hmm. very early in Division uh, Division Two. There, just a single point behind Eden Dark, and uh, Churchtown were starting to get their act together there, and Rock going overturn them on the last Friday night. That's a that's a big win for Rock. Yeah. Big game, look. Again, Stewartstown, Sean would know, Stewartstown's never an easy place to get a result. And, and both those teams went into that game last weekend unbeaten. But um, two similar teams because both of them have, have got forward lines of two or three really, really good scoring forwards on both sides. And when you've got scoring forwards, you've always got a chance. Um, Aidan McGarry got six points, Liam Newton got one three. Um, a very, very good win for the Rock. And it, it'll, um, it'll set them up nicely now and um, come into the, the closest stages for the league as well. Yeah, uh, we're a wee bit. Gareth Devlin has a bad hand injury, and I think Kian Gurley, man, Mark, I believe it. And I was talking to Blake Smith Sunday, <laughs> and Stewartown man, and he thought they could have got something out of it. And as you rightly say, Stewartown has started opening day when one hadn't been beat yet. Stewartown two wins and a draw under Fergal Logan had galvanised them again, like, and you know. Would have been expecting win, but if you look back in recent encounters between Stewartstown and the Rock, Rock has maybe shaded and got the better of them at days, and Stewartstown, as you rightly say, capable and always were of beating anybody in the division mm-hmm. on any given day or being beat by anybody in the division. My <laughs> consistency. I think Fergal has them, has them singing on a good tune here, so don't rule them out if they're full out of, 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 of causing that. But we bit of pedigree out them from time to time. You mentioned draws a wee bit earlier on. If you want to draw at the minute, Neve owns the place to go with three three draws that she took so far in games out of the four games that they've played. And they drew again at the weekend against Taddy Ray. Well, that's the first point for Taddy Ray, Kev. It is. And it's that elusive win is just still away from Neve Owen. And again, I think for the second time in them three games, they're the ones that denied. Paddy Mullen got an equalising point for Taddy Ray. But um, they've been knocking on the door. They the, the mm-hmm. a good attacking brand of football. They're, um, they're racking up the scores. And uh, I'd say that first win is not that far away. For Taddy Ray, um, again, a team that, that come up from junior to senior in successive seasons. And um, 
that was actually their first point, Damien, believe it or not, off the four ratings. I think they've a lot of injuries at the minute, maybe getting getting a, using the league maybe as a to get their team sorted out for the championship. And as we all know what they've done in the championship two years ago. So um you know, Toddy Ray might be sitting with one point from four items, but again, um Come the championship, it'll be a different animal. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they, how they progress. Um, Eden Dark, of course, in eight points. Rock, seven. Stewartstown, five. They'll feel that they're maybe slightly out of that picture now, given the fact that with uh, two teams ahead of them. So it's probably down between Rock and Eden Dark with three games to go. But maybe Stewartstown, just not out of the picture yet. Across into group two, Ahi Arn are the pace setters there. 217 to 1-8 over Straban. And uh, Mr McHugh's on score and fire again, Kevin. Aye, uh, two two eleven to one eight to Roland McHugh. Um, talking to Tommy Moss uh, and eight, and he was just he's just speaking. Couldn't have spoke any highly about the way Roland McHugh's playing. Apparently, he's just <clears throat> he's maybe starting in the full four lane and coming out around the, the centre and controlling things. And I think for the second week in a row, he, he hit a couple of monster points. Tommy reckon there's one from sixty five meters plus. Um, and you've got a man like that that can score. You know that sort of. No, two eleven is a massive scoring, but like Dumbo's been scoring seven, eight, nine points. He's he's won the Golden Boot maybe two or three times over the years in with team talk, and uh, it was great to see him back playing football because I still still maintain if he hadn't been injured or hadn't been away and missed the start games with with the county or with the club when when he was involved with the county, I don't think Ahi Yarn would have would have dropped out of senior football when they did. No, certainly a quality player. Sean um, Barrow one eight, Agnes two sixteen. Barra had been going really well up to this point, um, but Eglish, they were unbeaten, I think. That's the first loss this year, but uh, it, it looks like Eglish done a bit of a job on them uh, on Friday evening. I was talking to uh, Conan Martin on opening day, and uh, Ahalud beat them, and he was fiercely, fiercely disappointed. And maybe Eglish, again, after coming down at all the high expectations, everything, not a bad side, and, you know, now that they've settled and it was good, it's good, it racked up a big score and it'll give them a bit of confidence, you know. And if they get the wrecked again, I wouldn't rule them out coming with a championship run because they'll be looking at themselves something similar to Aiden Dark that we shouldn't be down in this stuff, we should be back up again where we come from last year. So I don't rule that one out, Eglis, yeah. Yeah, Gorchin 210, Ochalou with 29, that seemed to be an absolute cracker on Friday night up in Gorchin. Um, but Kevin, uh, you know, we know how difficult Gorton is to go and uh, try and get a result in. But uh, Ahalu, making good progress under under Mickey Donnelly. Yep, the four points from the league so far this year, but they uh, they've run a few teams very close. They have the the one their first couple of games. Sean mentioned there they went to Agnes, which was a real eye catching one the the first day out. But they've now lost two in a row um, on Sunday or at the weekend there. Um, I think it was Sean O'Mcalear popped up with a winning point. For um, I think Gordon were, were maybe shading it all along and um, were pipped back in the closing stages, but they still had that wee bit more to, to get over the line. And as you say there, Gordon's a very, very difficult place to get to get a result uh, in league football. And again, another team that um, always seem to play their better football come the championship. So the intermediate championship this year, I think, is, is going to be is going to be outstanding, just like the junior one. Yeah, the public Gordon and Ahalu probably played themselves out of a league. Uh, at this stage, four points from four games so far for those two teams. So, um, with Ahi Arn and eight and Agnes and six, you suspect, uh, well, Barra's not out of the picture either on six points, but uh, you suspect it's going to be the uh, those one of those two teams or one of those three teams that progress. The last game, of course, in that section of the weekend was Ahar, 14 points, Clotter, 214, 
course, we were up and we did the game live last year up in Clacher. Clacher came away with a victory that day, and they've come away with a victory last Friday evening as well. Yeah, I think the two McKenna's got the goals, Barry and, and Fergal. Ryan McKenna hit a number of points, Connor Shields. And um, from what I'm hearing, uh, Clacher were full value for their victory. I think Ahar have been using the league. They've been one of these teams that's maybe using the league just, just um, to get a team in, in preparation for the championship. They're going to put their eggs in the, in the championship basket. Again, Derek Cabin was their top scorer. Uh, scored a penalty in a number of points. But... Um, a bit disappointed, uh, Damien, because no matter where you are in the league or how you're going, um, it all always means an awful lot, not only to the players, but obviously the supporters, to, to beat your, your noisy neighbours. And uh, especially, especially Clacher only coming, coming, coming down the road and taking the two points. It, it, uh, it was a big scalp for them. Yeah, it certainly was. We cross over into Division 1 now, of course. And uh, Ergel here in 316, Kelly Clacher nine points. I believe this was a bit of uh, smoke and mirrors, this game. Uh, both teams definitely had the, had the second teams out, did they? Well, rule nothing out. Like, coming into the championship, you know, and, and, and we alluded to earlier, you know, we have a safeguard this year. League, okay, you may want to go up in our hands. But now, there's teams that I have known of over the years usually don't show their hand coming up the championship. There's other teams always like to rack up a big score. Should it even have been in, back in normal times? Uh, their last game before a championship should it have been a friendly or something they always wanted to go out give their team comfort get out and score plenty in this but seemingly this was a bit of a shadow and Mars game alright but you know Ergil and Killy Clacher and a wee bit of shadow boxing you never know what comes out of that like, but I'm sure the two of them are looking at a bigger picture Lock McCurry got their first two points of the year as well Kevin but by all accounts this was a game from right three away in injury time Oh Damien I think um uh, it was from right we were winning by six points with a minute to go and uh, Kieran McGeary had been the main architect there Gavin Goodfellow got a goal I think it was cl- it was close all along and then from right got 1-2 out to play and with time running out they were, they were six up and Cahill Donaghy converted a free in the, tw- in the 59th minute to leave five in it and then Shane Dobbs got a goal in the 61st minute and then Dermot Gallagher picked up, uh, finished up, I think, the goal three or four minutes in injury time to, to beat them. So um, a massive win. I've seen there somewhere, maybe it was on Twitter or something, I think it's Locke McCrory's first, first league win in, in senior football maybe in 10 years. Um, but um, a massive, massive win from obviously two teams that, that come out of uh, intermediate football last year as well. And... Uh, from right, I've been disappointed to, to have lost that because they, they were coming in there in the back. There's a good good result against Darbo. And, and of course, they meet Eric Kier now in, in Kegmore on Sunday night. So they've been disappointed to have let the two points slip there. Yeah, certainly. Moy 110, Kegmore 217. A bit more shadow boxing on this one as well. Just to see, just sussing each other out, Sean. Two teams that will be obviously have an eye on uh, trying to progress in the championship. But... Uh, Maybe just looking, will they slightly looking over the horizon at the next game? Well, you probably are. Like, they might start well. You know, it might be a very good. And you, you, you wonder now, at you're coming into the championship, Sean Calvin, I'm managing that, and I'm sure, I mean, look, everybody's trying to get a go at this now. So, is it an odd case of shadow box and carrying more? Or, or they might, like, you know, there'll be one of them teams that will be looking at themselves. We have a good old bunch of players here. If we get it all together here, We'll try and push this out. So, I'd say again, preparation for championship may be the key on that one. 
Yeah, I was talking to just, just the fact there too, Damien. Sean said there, Moy had a great result in in Dunmoyle the first day out, and they lost gnarly to uh, to Kitty Clatter. But yeah. Yeah, big scoring threats away out of their team. Michael Conroy has unfortunately uh, damaged the shoulder again. Oh, and, um, has had had surgery, so you know that's the last two games without him, and he's going to be a massive loss for them. I think they played very long in the championship, and yeah, yeah, he'll be a massive loss for them. Should be an intriguing. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, look, we'll look forward to that one a little later. Um, Dungannon had a victory over Arbo at the weekend at 111 to 12 points. Was chatting to a couple of very happy Dungannon men this afternoon and uh, or late this evening, <laughs> later, uh, earlier this evening, and they're uh, they're starting to make up a few waves. These Dungannon men, top of their section, and eyeing up a league thing. Well, you know. I was telling you earlier, I was talking to a couple of the young lads on Saturday morning, myself, I happened to be married and then, and they said, well, they haven't been beaten. Arbo haven't won. They said they were the best team they had played this year. So maybe that alludes to something. But Dungannon going really well. And you must remember, you know, have been learned a lot from two years ago. Lost out in an intermediate semi-final, went up the, went up. The hard road went out of yarn and drew. Had to go back on a replay and be, again and won it, and that really brought them on leaps and bounds. Saw them last year again, Clano, again Derry, Lahan, again Kalen won the first two. Uh, alluded to lost the latter. Not a bad side. And here, when you're going through a league campaign, haven't been beaten yet. Don't get a boost of confidence. A lot of good young players. So keep an eye out for them. You know. Yeah, and Kevin, certainly if Dungannon did manage to squeeze into a league final, obviously they've, uh, I'm not sure they've played Argo or Kelly Clark yet, they made, up a, they made up a say in that later in the, in the year as well, but um, it would definitely be progress for a team like Dungannon to, to reach a league decider, wouldn't it? Oh, look, as Sean said there, they, they come up, they come up and um, they, they give everybody as, as good a game as, as, as um, Probably a lot of the top teams there knew that they're in a game when they met Dungannon because Dungannon have a lot of quality players and obviously Paul Donaghy coming from um, Aidan Dark is just unbelievable, un- unbelievable boost to them. And this is a Clarks team, don't forget that, you know, contested the minor final, contested the under 21 final, the quality right through the team. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that Dungannon are where they are at the minute. Um, there's no doubt the quality's there. And, um, I think it's good for football that a town the size of Dungannon, you know, you like to see teams like that there up there and uh, it, it can only do boost, boost the GAA in that area. No yeah, doubt. no doubt. Chris uh, Robert is a very happy man this, uh, <laughs> these days. Uh, into Group 2, it's a, it's a very wide open group. You've got Clano, Kalyland, Trillick all on, uh, sorry, Dramore, Kalyland and Trillick all on six points and Clano just a point behind them. Um, <laughs> Clano, 4-15, Donoghmore, 1-3. Tremor, as we know, can put up can put up the scores. They did did so on day one against Trillick, and they've done done so again the weekend. Yeah, again, um, Connor Mikalski that was among the goals ran uh, Morrow, is it? Seeing yes. him up close, a, a very talented player. Uh, Ren McCabe, McCabe got a goal as well. Sean would know more about them, but uh, look. Rockleys are, are as good a team as there is about when they play football. They play football the right way, free flowing football, and um, they're strong throughout every lane on their team. And uh, bounce back four fifteen was a good score. Don Moore got one thirteen. Um, I think it was it was close enough early on. But the one thing about Clonow, if you let them in for a goal, 
there's not it's like waiting for a bus. There's now one coming quickly after it, and I think Clano got three goals in the first half inside a five minute spell. Yeah, something you talk about a team that uh, scoring goals. Uh, Dremore went to Dry Lachlan, put five twenty in on them on uh, on Friday evening as well, and that's quite a surprise, Sean, because we were in uh, we were in Select the week before, and Dry Lachlan were playing a very very tight blanket defence, and um, for them so for them to ship five twenty, <coughs> they'll be disappointed. Not. I couldn't believe the score when I heard it on Friday evening, on Friday night. You know, and it's a good spin for Dremore to go to the Lock Shore on a Friday evening and come down, come down with a mission. Now, I wasn't talking about it. I usually bump into the lock of Derry Lahan Raj and usually have a yarn on a Sunday evening or whatever. Didn't see anybody from Derry Lahan this weekend, but was talking. The man was at the match and he said, Look, the more we're good, he says, We had a few men off, he says, and they put it to bed early. And suppose you do that again, you probably would. Derry Lahan had a draw again to know they were not a bad side, like, but it, 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 it wouldn't help before chap. Unless they took their A off it, to take a bit of a bait and like that. It's a lot to concede, like, so hopefully they'll recover from that. But the remote would be in a mission too, like, and, you know, I went the week before and beat Kalilin, so, you know, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think as a feature of some of the games, games the weekend, probably another one here, Trillic 11, or 3-11, Oma, eight points. I'd say a few of my guys resting up for ahead of the championship as well. Not one, Aye, from, from what I'm led to believe now, Oma, Oma rested a lot of players. Uh, Trillic were full out um, maybe 13 or 14 of what would be their perceived to be their strongest team and look there's quality right through that team I think Matty Danny finished for 1-6 and uh, Niall Gormley scored a goal for the second week in, in a row and we all know how quality of a player he has been over this last decade or more and um, you know what Trillic have done there from winning the championship in 2015 uh, from that championship winning team, the team last year, they've integrated, you know, three or four, five young lads into the team just seamlessly and they've just, they're just playing the same style of football. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're, I think they've won three out of the four games, so um, going very well now and uh, they're going to be oh, tough. We'll say, no, we'll say nothing more about it. Uh, the last game, of course, in that section, um, Kyle Island, 11 points, Gabby 10, Sean. Uh, again, I think both teams half a dozen players rested up ahead of the championship. But uh, I suppose the, the, win, the one point win for Kalilin Eric does keep them in the picture in terms of a, of a league final spot. Galway with uh, three games to go on four points. Dermore, Kalilin, Trillick all on six. Um, Clono on five. Oma on four. So you guess the next round is going to be a big, big, uh, it's going to tell a lot in, in what happens with the, the, uh, the league final picture there. And will and with the interruption of championship for them, like you know, uh, we saw Kalil against Roma team talk covered it a few weeks ago, very impressive or, or, or pushed it out in the second half. Talking a, a prominent Dublin man today, uh Kieran Brannigan, and you know, we're just chatting about the game and to be honest, he concord with us us chatting to Damien O'Hagan on Sunday evening and you know, Damien says, you know, Galbley could have got a draw at least out of this here, he says. And Kieran Brannigan thought the same, like so it was a tough out encounter, 11-10, two teams maybe, you know, maybe Kevin a better head on them for me. But, you know, any time Kalein have played Gildley in the past, in the past number of years when they're up in senior, like, always, Kalein always had Bob eating them, you know. So maybe one of them had clubs that dig all in when they're playing then. But here, it will galvanise the island again to get a tight game over their belt and, you know, maybe prepare them for this Thursday night. 
Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, just before we turn our attention, of course, to the championship this week, we'll take just a quick re- reminder of uh, what happened in the terms of the ladies at the weekend. So McCartan's, of course, had a victory over Aid Rua. Uh, same with Kalishal over Donald Moore. Ahayarn went to Glenelly and came away with the spoils, as did Spurn over Puma. <laughs> Uh, Carrick Moore went to Arbo and come away with a victory. Aidan Dark had a big win over Lock McCrory. Fintna had two points to spare over the Ramrah. Dermore beat Kiapa and Trillick beat Castleberg. And then into Division 3, Cull Island and Clonoe, of course, uh, will be going head to head this week in the, the, the men's championship, but in the league. Cull Island had the, had the spoils at the weekend, an arrow victory over Clonoe. Uh, Moy beat Rock. Drumquin lost out to Ahalou. And finally, Stewartstown. Uh, we're all end up against Merton there, and uh, Merton came away with a win as well. Of course, the Ladies' Championship starts on Thursday night with in Ahiarn. Ahiarn up against Cookson in that one, and then the f- a full ex- list of fixtures in the senior and intermediate, of course, the weekend as well. will be all up on the uh, Ladies' uh, website, and we'll be carrying details, of course, of all those games on Team Talk a wee bit later in the week as well. Now, into Trung's Championship, and of course, things all begin on Wednesday night. In uh, Drumra, where Drumquin should win his favourite up against Fintna Kiana. I going on the on the league league form so far, you'd have to say Drumquin will be favourites. Fintna have um, over his last number of years has been very much up and down. Sort of one day you get a you could go to Fintna and you'd have to really pull out all the stops to get a result, and then other days they just they just never seem to turn up. It's just whatever it is about them, but. You know, Durham Quinn's gone in now with a like definitely with um big favourites tag on their back. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how you cope with that. And this is the beauty of the championship and the short league season too. Durham Quinn's good start will mean nothing to them if they, if they get pipped on, on Wednesday night. And for Fintana, it's all or nothing, isn't it? Um they're out of the league contention. Uh this is a save their season type of game and uh, it could just make for a very interesting game, Damien. Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, uh, <coughs> details of that one as and when that happens as well, of course. And then the big one, of course, on uh, uh, Thursday night. And there's no better way to, I don't know what the fixture makers were thinking about in terms of uh, setting up the season, but you just throw away the Trano uh, against Cull Island. And that's a huge, huge battle down in Eden Dark at uh, quarter past seven on uh, Thursday evening. Sean, um, this one, I'm sure, is the talk of your local locality. Uh, I'm sure it's been that way since the draw was made and uh, I have to say I couldn't believe Kalilin gave out the tickets or they pulled the draw for the tickets tonight I think that as many people watching the ticket draw tonight as there probably will be tuned in to the game on Thursday night as well huge numbers on Facebook trying to check out what well got a ticket to this game and this is this is the one everybody's talking about No doubt you know the fixture on its own in normal times would, would attract anything up to seven, eight thousand easy, you know. The North Armada people that would come to see it, especially even before Stevie MacDonald got involved with Mollies and Clonoe, all those people like Watertown Armada, Armas and Murray around, South Derry people would have came to the lot it would have attracted a lot of people. However, in the times we're living in here now, it's just the way it is. Uh, it's gonna be you know, there's a lot of people would be cautious of this, you know, and Colleen have a good record again, Clinton won the championship this last number of times they've met. And if this Clinton's season hinge on it, maybe not, but <laughs> back a couple of years ago, and, you know, the, the game ended at draw, Colleen come back, to hit them in the replay. And 
there's a thing about these things now, like they're all friends, they're all buddies, they all know all, they're all, they're all, they've always been, you know, like Patrick Dorsch and Alex are good buddies, all them lads all grow up together, know, they know all well, but they know potentially the, the size of the, the, the game that it is on Thursday night. And nobody will want to lose that. And this is going to be, it's going to be a big game and it'll mean a lot. And with no crowd on it, it'll be strange for them boys playing who you're talking about. I know Clannow's support is massive for league games. Always was well supported. Kalil a good supported team. And for, it's a pity for those creators that stunts Kalil and Clannow people that's not going to get a ticket. But I'm looking forward to the game. We'll get to see it or, or, and hopefully it'll be a good game, but it's going to be some opener, and it'll kickstart our championship a bit, right? Kevin, it seems very strange when you're talking about draws for tickets for, for people, a championship game. For people listening out there, just um, Sean there forgot to say it. He's got a pair of tickets there if anybody around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sean said he's felt sorry for the people who don't have tickets. I feel sorry for the people who do have tickets because they're going to be made public. Their names are going to be made public, and they're going to get tortured for the next three days. Mm-hmm, that's true, but yeah, I've, no. I have a funny feeling you're going to see a lot of people turning up in, in the dark on Thursday night. Well, I have a couple of ladders around the back of home. Of course, team talk. I listen, do not, not condone any of this behavior at all. It's no. got all the makings of a, of a cracking game, and I just hope it's we're talking about the players that play rather than the ones that maybe don't play because of injury, you know, like, you know, as well, PJ Lavery there is in a race against yeah. Andy Verratti, last class player, one of the best club players thrown in his last 10 years or more. Colly Doris goes into that bracket too. Um, there's talk of Danny McNulty um, is maybe not fit as well. And then on the island side there, they've a couple of, a couple of um, injury worries as well. So just, I just hope that uh, both teams can field at full stance because it's, um, Listen, it would it would be a great county final as well. It's just a pity that some one of them's going to be falling. That's right. Yeah, well, we'll take your we'll take your predictions at the end, guys. But we'll move on because <laughs> the Oma on Friday night with uh, a seven forty five through one for Kelly Clarke and Kerry Moore. Kim. Yeah, well, look, while Clonoe and Colleen are, are, are right on top of one another in terms of neighbours, these two here are, are it's a derby match as well, and you know between two teams that. Um, Obviously, Kerry Moore always had the championship pedigree, but in recent in recent years, uh, Kelly Clare are up there as well, and they always seem to to bring their A game when it comes to the championship. Um, last weekend's game in in um, in Dunmoyle, as mentioned earlier on, about the shadow box and whatever. I I would imagine that the meeting but one or two of that Kelly Clare team that started will be playing on on, on Friday night. They just went, um, I think, just complete um, shadow like the shadow of the team. Um, obviously, they've got the McCann's, Mark Bradley, uh, Marty Swift, who seems to be playing as well as ever. Danny Gorman, you could go through the whole team. Nathan Donnelly, a very, very good, experienced team, tough team, play a very, very tough brand of football. And then on the other, on the other hand, you've got Jack Moore, who who did play a number of regulars at the weekend, and a team that um, I think they haven't won. Jack Moore haven't won a championship since two thousand and five, which for them is an eternity. Um, a lot, a lot of good players coming through. A lot of good young players coming through. And of course, if Penrose was the top scorer for them at the weekend. There again, they're still Mark Donnelly, they're still Connor Gorman, they're still Barry Daly, uh, Cormac Monroe's in there. Johnny Monroe's home from Australia. A great, great mixture there as well. So that that is all the hallmarks of uh, of a game that, that may need extra time to decide. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a 
Yep, I'm sure it'll get a big uh, it'll get a big audience in terms of the streaming as well. Of course, uh, Galway, they're the hosts of uh, the game on Saturday afternoon. For, it's uh, 4.30 throw-in for Loch McCrory and Gannon. And if form goes to, if the league form kicks in here, you'd expect the Gannon to come away well. But the, the, the championship pedigree hasn't been there with them this last couple of years, Sean. I, I have to agree with you. I was disappointed with them last year. I fancied them strongly to beat Oma last year and it didn't happen. But they have a good chance, they're in a good place. And you know, Loch McCrory, look, I'll be going out full butter trying with it. I, I just have this funny wee feeling that Dungeon, the way they're going and they look at themselves and they say, look, this is an opportunity here to get into the next round of the championship. So I think it'll be a good old game, it'll be tough. It'll definitely be tough. But I think Dungeon at the minutes maybe just possessing enough firepower to get a home on that one, like, you know. Without well, there's a prediction. There's a prediction already. I was going to ask you about it at the end, but anyway. But well, that's all right. <laughs> we'll move on. Kalein Saturday evening, of course, 7 p.m. throw in. For two teams that really do need to find some form, Arbo up against Donald Moore, Kevin. And, uh, well, you've, this is going to start some other seasons, isn't it? Well, that's it. Like they haven't, you know, after eight games between them, they haven't got a point. And uh, for for some one of them, on, uh, when they, at the end of, when the final whistle blows at the end of that game, they're they're going to be sitting five and zero, oh, and um, that's the se- that's season definitely over. On the other hand, league form will account for nothing. Whoever comes through that game will um, it'll give them a massive a massive boost. Sean, it was interesting to hear Sean earlier on saying that the Clarks felt that Arbo was the best team they played the year. Um, we all know Arbo when it comes to championship football, they they really don't. The league doesn't mean as much to them when they, when they play championship. It's just they're just a different animal, and uh, they always bring it to the table. Don Moore under John Ravity, Eugene McKenna, a lot of experience along the line. A lot of good players there too. They represent the county at, at different levels, and, and another 21 championship winning team there from what, four or five years ago. So good team there as well. It's, it's going to be a very interesting game, and um, another one that's going to be very close to call. No doubt about that, uh, Moy. And Derry mm-hmm. then Sean, two teams struggling to find a wee bit of form at the minute, but they take on each other on Sunday afternoon at two p.m. through in Lundiano for those two teams. And again, that's this this has the potential to sort of save a season, hasn't it? It has the potential to save a season, certainly. But you know, I know it's, I'm not saying an edge the game, but you go back to the way on their on their March to All Ireland glory a lot of years ago there, and you know the bit Derry Lachlan and the county intermediate final. You know, and Derry Lachlan would have felt a wee bit of grief that they thought they didn't play that when Mike got over the line and Mike went on then to, you know, when Mike went on one in Ulster and All-Ireland, and if you're any worth your salt at all from Derry Lachlan, you'd be saying, we have a chance here, remember that day, so I think that game will be a lot, it'll be very close, it could hinge, it'll be a tougher decider, and I think it could be probably... A very, very tough, tight game, probably more so than some of the other ones, which seem more attractive and everything else. So I'll be keeping my eye out for that one. Yeah, of course, Lock McCrory then hosts the uh, next big one. That game at half past four, Oma and Dremore. Um, Dremore will feel slightly aggrieved, maybe that early loss in the season at home to Oma. Kevin, there will be a bit more to prove, you'd suspect, than, than this Oma side. Well, again, you know, the first day out in the, in the league, Dremore hosted Oma and Dungannon hosted Lock McCrory. So here we <laughs> are this weekend. The, the games mean a lot more. I was surprised actually them games were, you know, pre-championship that they were, they were fixed. But um, Dremore that day against Oma, 
uh, weren't showing their full hand. I know Oma had a few players off as well, but look, it's all about it's all about this weekend. Uh, they're more moving along nicely. They've, re- they've recovered from that defeat and uh, they haven't lost a game since. As Sean says, there, they went travelled to Colleen and got a win, and there's not too many teams can do that. So they're actually sitting top of their sacks in the league. They won the league last year. Uh, Colin McCullough has come in, a great servant for for the more, and he's he's molded together again that experience. Old McCusker's out there, eight league medals. Um, Sean McNall's playing very well. Sean O'Neill, we played against him a few weeks ago. He's probably the best player on the field. Um, you've Ronan McNabb still there, and then you bring in the the lads that won a, a throne and Ulster on the twenty one title. So, you know, they're more rebuilding. The, the opposite end of the camp, you've got an Oma team and, you know, there's one, one two O'Neill Cups there in the, the last decade there. Always can never discount them. They've always got quality players right throughout the team, hard players, good players, you can take scores. So again, I know it's, it's, it's the nature of the Throne Championship. There's probably five, six teams that can win an O'Neill Cup and, and uh, Lake Clonoe and Coal Island, uh, two of them are coming up against each other uh, here in the first round and it's, um, it's going to be the end of the road for some of them. Okay, we're nearly at the end. Uh, Erdogan, here up against from Roy and Carrick Moore on uh, Sunday evening at 7 o'clock. These two teams met. Uh, Kevin, we'll keep you on, the, uh, on this one. Uh, Eric Kieran and from Roy met, I think, in a county senior semi-final not that long ago. A few years ago, um, Pomeroy had just come up, and do you remember the, the famous? I think they beat the Rockleys in the Athletic Grounds, sure. um, which was a, was a massive win. I always remember that game, and um, Pomeroy, like I suppose, like you know, a lot of Pomeroy needed everything going right for them that night. And I think they got um, they got was Vaden Woods was black carded, and uh, Ryan Lahan maybe was injured. But I always remember, I think they were a point up with ten minutes to go, and they're free about forty meters out out in the right wing, and. They elected to go short instead of maybe having a go at the score to go two in front. And it turned out it was a, it was a game changer. Eric and Kieran were, were fortunate that night to get over the line. There's no way they would have estimated, underestimated Pumry. But um, Eric and Kieran have hit the ground after that, hit the ground run after that um, surprise defeat first day out against the Moy. While Pumry have uh, been hot and cold so far, but again, you know, any team with um, Kieran McGeary, Frank Bournes, Brandon Bournes, Cupot McGeary, uh, Ronan Duffin, there's a lot, a lot of quality in there. Um, they have to be respected, but again, you're you're looking at, you know, Peter Hart, Hidden um, McCrory, uh, Ben McDonald, uh, Niall Kelly, a lot of good players in that area. Again, team, and again, the fusions there between youth and experience, and you know they haven't won the O'Neill Cup since 2012. The field lasted a very long time. They've been beat, they were beaten last year's final, they were beat a couple of years ago in the final by by Colland as well. So they'll be hoping this year's the year they go one one step further. Uh, Sean, we'll spare Kevin's uh, comments on the last game, the Monday night game, of course, at 8 p.m. and we might gather up against Sonic for two reasons. First of all, he'll just tell us lies, and secondly, you're a great judge of these two teams. So, Sean, your thoughts on on Galbley up against Sonic? Well, I suppose Kevin's uh, managerial skills are going to be John Milan and them. Look, it's very hard to talk across the table to the man the team he's involved in and a club that he loves. But it's a big ask for Galbley, you know. Let's be honest about it. Tinico, one of them teams, which I believe, and you know, they're very passionate also about the game. And I alluded to it earlier on, there's teams when they come to play in championship, they send out a message. They don't bluff. They don't hold their hand back. And Tillich's one of them. 
And, you know, when they go out and they hit up a big score, they'll be looking, they'll be looking to defend this team. They'll be looking to keep it. And in the year that it is, I think it's a very, very tough game. For Jalbley, of good players, I'm not trying to soft up Kevin or anybody else around Jalbley. And I think this is a major loss for them. And to get over, because as I said, Trillick, it's going to be the short year. There's going to be a Tyrone Championship, and I think they'll want to hold on to it and defend it. So it's a big ask for Galbraith. I'm looking forward to the game because Galbraith will hit them with everything they have and go for And Galbraith have some good footballers. So it'll be an interesting encounter. I'd love to find out if, if anybody at the know it lives up that road to get to see it. I'd like to see that one. Like, you know what I mean? But I think that'll be a good game. You need to get your name out of the hat for that for that uh, ticket throw. Uh, I'm sure that I'm not sure how the Gobbly men are sorting that out, but I doubt if there's going to be a draw for for any of those tickets. But anyway, let's. I'll go down through the teams again, Sean. I just want you to give me a name here for each of the teams. We're going to spare Kevin's blushes, and uh, first of all, because uh, uh, he's got, he's involved into one of the teams, and secondly, he'll not be allowed into any of the grounds next weekend if he chooses the wrong team. You're already not allowed in a whole lot of these grounds, Sean. So uh, we'll start with Drumquin and Fitna. Drumquin and Fintna, I'm going to go with Drumquin. There you go. Uh, Tano and Clyland. Yes, and I like to ask Kevin that rather than me, but where I live, you're putting on the deadly pressure. Well, you, Sean doesn't <laughs> want the house set on fire on Thursday night. I think the doors <laughs> live over there. They're all living around me here. Uh, I think it'll be a uh, no. I'll let Kevin answer that one. You know. I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, move on. Kelly Clark, Clark Moore. Pardon? Kelly Clark, Clark Moore. I fancy Kelly Clark. Yeah. So we'll just take a wee note of these and see. Uh, we'll let you know how next week we get on. So Lock Parade and Yen. Oh, fancy and Yen. Arbo and Donald Moore. And give Arbo the nod there. Moyne and Derry Lachan. I think Derry Lachan could maybe nip them. All much or more. Fancy the more. Uh, Ergel Pomeroy. Fancy Ergel. And the last one of the weekend, Gabli up against Rillick. A bantened after 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 uh, a fancy Trillick, no harm to you, Gabli. I fancy a draw on that one. I think, I think that's going to be a lot tighter than people, people think. I think, I think going, Gabli's going to go all out and, and it's they're going to make it a very difficult evening, I think, for, for Thrillic. But listen, folks, that's about nearly wraps up our evening. Um, there'll be no Monday night show next Monday night for obvious reasons. Uh, we'll be keeping our eyes very, very closely peeled on OMA to see how the championship goes there. And uh, we'll be back again on Tuesday night next week for, to bring you coverage, of course, of what happened over the weekend. Uh, but our thanks to Sean, our thanks to Kevin, and, and uh, our condolences once again to the McGinn family in uh, Kilitlaher. And uh, if you join us next week, folks, uh, we'll bring you all the details for that. But uh, our thanks, I say, to LCC for their coverage, uh, for their uh, sponsorship of the coverage tonight. And uh, we'll see you over the weekend.